your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 719 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. just want to thank you guys, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. And the Rangers, just a couple of minutes ago, uh, wrapping up a disappointing 5-3 home loss to the New Jersey Devils. Rangers got off to a great start in this game, scored two goals in the first Three minute and one second. You know, they get a goal from Panarin. They get a stuffing goal from Mika Zibanejad. And after that, it basically all just kind of fell apart. One of the uh, weaker games that we've seen Igor Shesterkin play this season. But uh, once again, as has been the case pretty much the entire year, Igor certainly did not get a lot of help from his teammates. Of the uh, four goals that the Devils scored, not counting the empty netter, three of them came off of turnovers. And that's not to say that Igor couldn't have and shouldn't have made the stops on some of these. Uh, he certainly could have. And, and like I said, he certainly did not have his A game in this one either. But Igor uh, certainly had some accountability after the game as well because this actually just popped up on Twitter. I've got it on my phone right here. But uh, this is what Igor said about his own performance after the game. The goalie played a bleep game again. Uh, he did not say bleep, but uh, I'm saying bleep. The goalie played a bleep game again. I'm ashamed. And uh, that's tough. You know, Igor obviously being tough on himself. And we'll kind of get into uh, the Devils' goals in just a little bit here and kind of break them all down and try to figure out what went wrong. You know, it's tough because the Rangers, it goes back to this never-ending theme for the first quarter-plus of the season now. This team cannot play a full 60. They got off to an excellent start here, the two early goals. And I thought in the third period, they played great too. You know, they they were out shooting the Devils something like 18-4 to when it was getting pretty late into the third period. And obviously, you know, got one back. The goal by Vincent Trocek, that cut the Devils' lead from 4-2 down to 4-3. couple of chances, you know, down the stretch uh, with the, the goalie pulled and looking for that equalizer. But obviously, just could not make it happen. And, you know, the Rangers right now, they're not at the Devils' level. I mean, the Devils are right now what the Rangers were last season. The Rangers right now, they're not... I mean, they, they responded a little bit to adversity tonight because they did play very well in the third period, did the Rangers. But overall, big picture, they're not responding to adversity. The Devils got off to a terrible start in this game. They gave up two early goals. Uh, you know, the second one was, uh, I would say, a soft goal led in by Vanacek. He had a shot hit him right in the chest, popped up into the air, fell into the crease, and then Mika stuffed it home. But they're not dwelling on it, and they're getting back up. And that's something that we saw so often from the Rangers uh, last season, we haven't seen it nearly as much this season. And like I said, I thought the Rangers did have a nice response in the third period, at least to at least make a game out of it and keep the Devils from really running away from it. But I mean, listen to what I'm talking about right now. I'm talking about a game in which the Rangers were up by two goals. And well, you know what? They made a game out of it, at least. They came back. They tried hard in the third period. That's kind of where we're at right now. I think that sums it up uh, pretty much as good as anything else does. Um, and, you know, another big difference right now is that the Devils are getting uh, more contributions from their younger players than the Rangers are. And look, it's still early. There is still time to turn this thing around. But another thing that's been established early in this season, and it's something that I've talked about on this podcast as well, it's something that I've been saying a couple of times and kind of been warning everybody about, is that if the Rangers keep going this way, 
at a certain point, it stops being like a fluke and like, well, you know, that game got away or not really sure what was going on there. You start to expect this. And a big problem for the Rangers right now is that, and I talked about this in the Locked On Now video that we do after some of these games, the, the short video that I'll eventually post on Twitter. It is really, really difficult as a Ranger fan right now to feel comfortable, to feel calm, to feel confident when this team has a lead because we've seen them squander so many leads this season. It's honestly kind of amazing. You know, you would think with uh, a goalie as good as Igor Shesterkin, with a defense group that's as good as we thought the Rangers had coming into the season, you know, with the big four of Fox, Lindgren, and Miller and Truba, although Miller and Truba, of course, their struggles have been well-documented, and the Rangers just too many turnovers, you know, just not getting the job done defensively. And so for all those reasons, it's just impossible to feel good when this team has a lead right now. It's just a, a tough way to watch hockey because, and again, I, I know I keep comparing them to last season, but again, I think these comparisons are unavoidable because, you know, last year, if the Rangers had a game last year, and, and forget about playing, you know, this year's version of the Devils who were very good or last year's version of the Devils who were very bad, Regardless of whether they're playing the Devils or any other division rivals or any team in the Western Conference or wherever it might be, if the Rangers got off to a start in a game last season, like the one that they had in this game here tonight, you know, again, storming out of the starting blocks, looking like they mean business, looking like they're, uh, for lack of a better term, pissed off from what happened in the last game, obviously blowing the three-goal lead against the Edmonton Oilers. If the Raiders did what they did tonight last season in the first three minutes— then I would have said, man, we're on our way. You know, this is going to be a really fun night. Rangers are going to bring it. They're going to outwork their opponent. They're going to break the will of their opponent. They're already up to nothing. Man, they're going to go on to win this one like 5-1 to one or 6-1 to one or something along those lines. Igor Shesterkin is going to be the best goalie in the universe. Uh, the Rangers are going to get contributions up and down the lineup. They're going to make things happen on the power play. They're just going to play good, hard, smart Ranger hockey. And... This year, like I said, it's a complete 180. When they're in situations like this, I don't feel that good. There is not a lead in hockey. You know, a lot of people like to talk about the two-goal lead in hockey and how that's the most dangerous lead in hockey. I would beg to differ. I would say a one-goal lead is more dangerous by the very nature of the fact that you're only up by one goal. But the bottom line, there is not a less secure lead right now than the Rangers holding a multiple-goal lead, particularly at home, because they've given away so many of these. There was actually a game earlier this season. I'm trying to think. It was actually a game that they didn't end up losing, but I, it might have been against the Ducks. They were up 2 to nothing against somebody, and then that team came back and tied the game pretty quickly. Rangers went on to win that game. But, you know, it's easy to, to look at the losses that they've had. Okay, this game against the Devils, up by two goals, they lose that. Up by three against the Oilers, they lose that. Up by two against the Red Wings, they lose that. Up by two against the Islanders, they lose that. All these games, this is the first quarter of the season. And this is just off the top of my head. There might be a couple that I'm forgetting. And these are multiple goal leads, all these games at home. And the Rangers can't find a way to hang on to them. It's it's mind-boggling. And it's just, again, in such stark contrast to everything uh, that we saw this Ranger team do this past season. And in just a second... Like I said, I want to go ahead and break down the Rangers' fast start. I want to break down some of the goals that the Devils uh, scored in this game because, you know, the, the proof is in the pudding right now as far as everything that I just talked about. The Rangers just shooting themselves in the foot on pretty much every goal that the Devils scored. A combination of defensive lapses or bad turnovers 
or a, a soft goal led in by Igor Shesterkin because I thought this was uh, one of the weaker games that we've seen Igor play so far this season. Obviously, he was very tough on himself after the game. So uh, at the very least, the uh, silverest of silver linings, Igor, very accountable after the game, put this one on himself. Certainly not going to point the fingers at his teammates, although I would argue that uh, they certainly did him next to no favors in this game. Uh, but like I said, we're going to get to all that good stuff in just a second. But first, just got to let everybody know, today's episode of Locked on New York Rangers is brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to hockey to soccer and esports. We've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We are always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, like I said, we're going to keep everything rolling here. You know, the Rangers entered this game having won 9 out of 10 against the Devils, but very clearly this is a much different Devils team this season. They came in winners of 18 out of 20, and it kind of leads me into something that I'm going to talk about in a uh, in just a minute here when we break down these goals scored by the Devils. I do want to talk about the Rangers' fast start first, but... You can't make the kinds of mistakes and turn the puck over the way that the Rangers did in this game and expect to win the game against anybody, much less a team that's coming into your building having won 18 out of the last 20. And that obviously ended up costing the Rangers in this game, the turnovers. And like I said, let's let's start with some good stuff and the 2-0 the lead that the Rangers built in the first period. So obviously... Rangers shuffle the deck a little bit. They go with some new line combinations. You've got Panarin now out there with Hedl and Kako. You've got uh, the top line went back to what it used to be. Uh, Mika with Kreider and VZ. The third line uh, now, of course, would be uh, Lafreniere, Goudreau, and uh, I don't have the line combinations in front of me, and it's kind of slipping my mind. But honestly, you know, the, the line combinations are beside the point. The Rangers just didn't get the job done in this game here. But I do want to break down... Uh, the first couple of uh, goals that were scored by the Rangers in this one uh, early in the first period here. So you got Philip Heedle moving hard up the left side. And I thought Philip Heedle was maybe the Rangers' best forward on this night. He looked explosive, looked like he was out there looking to make things happen. But he moves hard up the left side, uh, dishes across the ice to his right to Artemi Panarin. And Panarin scores, shoots and scores. Nice to see Panarin break out of his uh, slump. We thought we saw it in the last game against Edmonton. Of course, that goal was disallowed, but this puts the Rangers up one to nothing. And Hedo, man, great play on this. Uh, like I said, he just exploded up the left side of the ice, showing off that speed that we know that he possesses and really kind of sold that he was going to end up taking the shot here, even though I think most players in this situation would pass. And of course, Hedo ended up passing after all. Um, but yeah, you know, held on to the puck for as long as he could. Made it look like he was going to shoot and then slipped a pass under the stick of the defenseman. It goes to Panarin, and uh, Panarin deposits it in, into the net there, and uh, Rainers up one nothing, just 120 into the action. And then this goal that I alluded to a little bit earlier, I uh, get a shot off the chest of Vanacek. Puck falls into the crease. Mika stuffs it home. 2-0 Rainers, just 3-0-1 into the game. Uh, you had on this play, Miller had passed across the blue line to Truba. Uh, Truba's shot hit Vanacek in the chest. Vanacek could not handle it. Uh, you had Kreider and Mika both whacking away, and Mika, of course, stuffs at home. Nice to see a dirty goal here. There haven't been enough of those this season for the Rangers. And look, I mean, the Rangers caught a break here, and you're thinking maybe things are going to finally go their way a little bit. Maybe uh, a good goalie like Vanacek, who, 
I believe they said his goals against average is second in the league coming into this. Bottom line, he's been great for the Devils. Maybe he's going to have a little bit of an off night and the Rangers can take advantage. Um, but obviously that didn't end up being the case. He played very well after this, but the Rangers scored two to nothing. And something that I think is like kind of telling here is that, you know, again, I, I talked about responding to adversity and how the Rangers have not done nearly as good of a job of it this season as they did last season. Well, here's the Devils responding to adversity, doing their impression of the 2021-2022 uh, New York Rangers. This could be a demoralizing start for the Devils or, or really any team in hockey. You know, you go in there, you're on a roll lately, but you're down 2 to nothing before you can blink, and your goalie gives up a softy. And the Devils, you know, they know how good Vanacek has been this season for them, and I feel like there was almost kind of, uh, you know, from their point of view, kind of galvanized them a little bit, and it was like, you know what, man, we got you. And the Devils did indeed have him, uh, once again, scoring four unanswered goals after this. But I don't know. It'd be nice to see the Rangers... You know, pick up Igor Shesterkin every now and then, because obviously he didn't have his A game here. And again, a lot of this loss, I do have to put some of it on Igor Shesterkin. But it would be nice to see that kind of a response from the Rangers at similar situations uh, this season. And hopefully it's coming, but we're a quarter of the way through the season. And uh, that, that kind of, um, you know, response to adversity that we grew so accustomed to seeing the Rangers do last season, have last season, it just hasn't been there uh, so far this season. It was there for the Devils in this game, whether we like it or not. So... Bottom line, Rangers are up two to nothing. You're happy. You feel kind of good, but certainly not as good uh, as you should feel being up two to nothing, three oh one into the game because you know there's a long way to go, and you know hanging on to leads has not exactly been a strong point for the New York Rangers uh, this season. Uh, Igor made an excellent save against Nico Hughesier right after this. Uh, two, in fact, he made a sliding save and then a glove save. Devils came back in. Tatar scored on a backhand. I'm not really sure what happened here. It was a good shot by Tatar, good shot placement. Cuts the lead to 2-1. to one. Um, But, you know, the Rangers lost uh, a board battle, a couple of quick passes by the Devils. And Igor, I don't know if he got fooled or didn't expect Tatar to take this shot because Tatar was at kind of a tough angle and uh, had it on his backhand. But regardless, uh, he let it fly, and it goes into the net, and uh, it was 2-1. to one. And... um. Something else I noticed on the bench after this was Tatar was kind of yelling to his teammates, like not in a mean way, but kind of a let's go kind of way. And going forward, I want to see a little bit more of this from the Rangers. There's some of it, but I want to see it happen a little bit more often. I want to see guys kind of challenging each other and let's go, let's pick it up, that kind of thing. Notice that from Tatar here. Haven't seen enough of that from the Rangers this season, you know, watching them interact with each other uh, when they're on the bench. Uh, I also want to uh, talk about this uh, wonderful play by Jacob Trubay here. And man, I... Look, I, I know he's playing through some nagging injuries, quote-unquote, right now, and I get the feeling that that probably is uh, certainly working against him, but Jacob Truba hasn't been good this season. And I, I've gone to bat for him uh, throughout pretty much the existence of Locked On New York Rangers. I, I think there's times where he takes a little bit too much heat. There's times where I think he uh, is certainly a target due in large part to the big contract that he has, and now probably going to be even bigger of a target given the fact that he's got the C on his sweater. And I know some Ranger fans still are not happy about that, but I got to be fair here. You know, I have stood up for him in the past. He just hasn't been good this year. There's no other way to say it. And on this play, this is really bad. He's got the puck. He's about to skate it out of the Rangers zone. I don't know if he was just unaware or what, but Devils sneak up behind him. They pick his pocket. And just like that, the Devils have an offensive zone possession that they should not have. They end up scoring. Uh, Sharon Govich, you know, kind of a follow the bouncing puck kind of play a little bit. Uh, I don't know what happened. I think like the puck was in the corner. And it kind of deflected off of, I think, maybe Carpenter and went to Sharon Govich. Uh, but Gov Sharon Govich, excuse me, uh, turns around, pulls the trigger, scores 2-2 two to two at that point. 
And again, you know, Truba, it was an easy clear of the zone. He just had to skate away with it, but wasn't really moving as fast as he could and had his pocket picked, and uh, that was just not good. And, of course, Miller and Truba on the ice for another goal. That's their 20th, uh, which I think now leads the league because in our most recent episode, we talked about how they've been out there together for 19 goals against, and that was tied for uh, worst in the league uh, at that point. So, yeah, unfortunate. Uh, obviously, you know, again, Rangers just kind of shooting themselves in the foot here, and it's not good, and it's a trend that's got to stop at some point, and it's got to stop sooner rather than later if the Rangers are going to take control of their season. Uh, we're going to keep going, keep breaking down everything that went wrong on uh, some of these other devil goals here and just have some general thoughts about this one uh, before we call it a night here. We will do all that in just a second. All right, so second period. You know, the Rangers had a great first shift in the second period, kind of swarming a little bit. Fox with a cross-ice pass for Mika. Mika had an empty net and just kind of uh, shot it wide, and that's just kind of the way it's been going for the Rangers uh, so far, you know, this season, basically. Could have put the Rangers back up. Doesn't happen. Um, then, Philip Heedle with an opportunity. He had a chance right from the slot area. I mean, high-danger scoring area, to be sure, and takes the shot. Vanacek makes a pad save. Devils lift the puck out of the zone. Hughes picks it up, kind of just bolts up the ice, goes in, and five holes Igor Shesterkin. Uh, Lindgren was trying to close on Hughes, couldn't quite catch up to him. Um, but I, I think this one's on Igor. You know, I, I think he's got to make the save. I realize Hughes is a great young player in this league. He's off to a great start this season. But I don't even know what happened with Hughes here. It, it kind of looked like he went with the old changeup. You know, every now and then, you'll see players do this on the shootout every now and then. They'll kind of uh, try to fool the goalie by just essentially letting the puck slide off of their stick and hopefully roll through the five hole and into the net. I'm not even sure Hughes did it on purpose here. Maybe he did, but it almost looked like he lost control of it, went through the five hole, and just got through Igor, goes into the net, and just like that, uh, before he can blink, the Rangers are down three to two. And again, it's just, I want situations like this, first of all, to be less commonplace. Secondly, to be more surprising whenever they do happen. Because to see the Rangers be up two to nothing, uh, early in the first period and be down three to two early in the second period, it's just not that surprising anymore based on everything that we've seen in the first quarter of this season. That's kind of a theme that's being established right now, and the Rangers really, really need to snap out of it sooner rather than later. So another couple of uh, play uh, plays in this game. I, I do want to talk about um, the goal that made it four to two. There was actually a play, though, where Igor came way out of his net that's another thing about Igor. I don't think he's been quite as uh, sure-handed playing the puck this season as he did or as he was in previous seasons. You know, last year, you can always get burned by that if you're a goalie and you're really aggressive and playing the puck. But Igor was so good at it and made so many good passes up the ice and always seemed to play the puck to a good spot that I never really worried about it too much. Uh, this year, though, I think there's been a couple of uh, hiccups here and there, a couple of times where it's actually led to a goal, and a couple of other times where it's come close to leading to a goal for the opposition, uh, including this one here, because Igor came way out of his crease, tried to pass the puck in a neutral zone. I mean, he did pass the puck in a neutral zone, but the Devils intercepted it, knocked it down, and Igor's kind of like back skating and trying to get back to his net. The Devils throw it at the Ranger net. Igor reached up with his glove and snagged it and played it away. So, I mean, I guess no harm, no foul, but that was a bit of a heart-stopping moment there uh, for sure. Then you have Braden Schneider, who I do think overall has played well this season, but really bad turnover in the neutral zone. You know, he's on the Rangers' side of the red line, tries to make a pass up the left wing, but it gets intercepted. Devils are really kind of clogging the neutral zone in this one. Uh, Wood is led into the Rangers' zone. He hits the crossbar. The puck is just laying there, and the Devils stuff it in. It's 4-2. to Kind of looked like Zach Jones was trying to clear it, and it hit off of McLeod and went into the net. 
Um, but either way, you know, obviously not a good sequence there for the Rangers. Another turnover leading to uh, another goal for the Devils. And what happens right after this? Well, no Ranger game right now would be completely complete without a terrible penalty or two. And this was one of the first ones of the game for the Rangers. Um, you know, Jacob Truba called for interference. He was arguing it. You know, the Devils dumped the puck into the Rangers zone and Truba and a devil forward were near each other along the boards. I think Truba might have been contesting that the puck was touched by the devil and th then Truba hit him, but it didn't look like any contact was made. So I don't know. I, to me, it seems like a fair call calling the, uh, the Ranger captain for interference at that point. Fortunately, the Rangers were able to uh, kill off the devil power play. But the Rangers, you know, again, up two to nothing early and now going to the third period down uh, four to two. So not good there. Um, and we will actually, we'll, we'll just keep going with this right now. Um, we want to uh, certainly break down this third period because like I said, I thought the Rangers played a heck of a lot better in the third period. I guess, again, if there's a silver lining, there's not much of one though because you know the Rangers have now dropped three straight games. They obviously, they had that really nice win against the Los Angeles Kings on the road trip, down two to nothing after one period, come storming back and win that one five to three. Yeah, they've lost three in a row since then, including losing to a Ducks team that didn't, hadn't won a game in regulation to that point, then losing to the Oilers when you're up by three goals with 15 minutes to play, and now losing to the Devils, a game that you led 2-0 just three minutes into the game. Not exactly a uh, banner stretch for uh, the New York Rangers here, for sure. But the third period was good um, for the most part. Rangers had a power play chance and a couple of good chances, a couple of good saves by Vanacek. Uh, like I said, Vanacek was really good in this one after that uh, you know, soft goal that he let in, the second goal the Rangers scored on this, uh, on this night. Uh, Panarin had a great chance. It's another silver lining here. Panarin's starting to shoot the puck a little bit more often, which is good. Uh, he had a chance at the very tail end of this power play early in the third period. It was fought off by Vanacek, and uh, the Devils skated away with it. Um, Trocek with a really nice play. Devils had a two-on-one, and uh, he was the lone guy back, and he went down and just kind of smothered the puck, ended up limping to the bench. And, of course, Trocek scored a little bit later in this game as well. Uh, then you get another bad penalty by the Rangers. I should rephrase my thoughts that the Rangers had a good third period. They did if you overlook the bad penalties, which, of course, you cannot do. So I guess the third period was something of a mixed bag. But Lafreniere takes a tripping penalty in the offensive zone. He tripped Hughes you know, behind the devil net. Devils go to the power play. Uh, Rangers end up killing it off, so that was good as well. Um, but it was a rough night for Lafreniere. There was this play, and there was also a play at the end of a power play. Jacob Truba uh, took a shot. You know, from the blue line, the rebound went right to Lafreniere, and he's got some some space in front of him and some options as far as what he could do with the puck. But the problem is he never corralled the puck. I don't know if it took a bad hop or whatever it was, went over his stick. And the next thing you know, instead of the Rangers still being in business in the attacking zone, the Devils have an odd man rush going the opposite way. So uh, not a good night for Lafreniere either. Um, not a good night for really that many Rangers. I mean, they, they did come back strong in this third period here, but... Too many instances of just having lapses and just shooting yourselves in the foot. And I'm getting tired of saying it, but it, repetitious or not, it's what's going on with the Rangers this year. It's just a case of shooting yourself in the foot over and over and over again. Uh, the one other thing that kind of drove me nuts in this game was at the very end, and I'm not going to put this loss on the uh, on the referees, but I will say, you know, for, for a crew of referees that were calling this game pretty tight for the most part. They sure did swallow the whistle down the end, down the stretch here because Rangers are down 4-3. to three. They cut the lead to uh, one goal, and you've got Philip Heedle. He's in the corner. He was clearly boarded uh, not too long after this on the same shift. Capo Caco 
clearly tripped around the, along the boards and nothing was called there either. Uh, so not really a whole lot you can do. I mean, Wes McCauley was calling this game. So what do you expect? The uh, Angel Hernandez of the NHL. But, you know, the Rangers, 204 left. They call a timeout, pull the goalie. Uh, got a couple of chances, but uh, Devils keep it out. And eventually, Sharon Govich gets the empty netter. And uh, just like that, 5-3 to three Devils, which is 15 seconds remaining. And the Rangers well on their way to uh, their third consecutive loss. And, um, you know, again, they played well at times in this game. But the overarching theme here is that this team cannot play a full 60. And it's just getting very, very frustrating. They're going to need to do it sooner rather than later, like I said, and I hope that starts. they got two games against the Ottawa Senators coming up. The Senators, last time I checked, were in last place in their division, but the Rangers need to bring it, and they need to go to work, and they need to understand that, you know, they're not going to win on skill alone. No team in this league, I don't care who you are, no team in this league is good enough to win on skill alone. It takes some grit along with it, and the Rangers, they need to go to work when they play this Ottawa Senators team. So I figure we'll, we'll call it a little bit earlier than we've been calling it. I think with all these losses piling up, we could probably all use a little bit of a break here. Uh, again, just a, a case of the Rangers just kind of uh, shooting themselves in the foot. I know I keep saying it, but that's what keeps happening. So as long as it keeps happening, I'll keep saying it. But yeah, that'll pretty much do it for tonight, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. And definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. And definitely subscribe to Locked On New York Rangers YouTube channel. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. Thanks for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts.